Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Hi, Bethel Atlanta family. This is Stephanie from the Bethel Atlanta staff. We were so blown away by the move of the Holy Spirit during this week's service. What you're about to listen to includes various moments from the service that occurred during our praise and worship time. The message that Steve Hale gave will begin at one hour, one minute, and 35 seconds into the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We're so grateful for you all. You're holy, God. You're holy. 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 You know, tonight when I was driving here, I just saw bricks coming out of people's mouths as they were declaring the truth of who God was. And they went to the floor and they laid like this path and I asked the Lord what it was. And he said, it is a foundation for a pathway into my presence. And once you lay it, you can always go there. So Jesus, you're holy. Jesus, you're holy. You're holy, you're holy, you're holy, you're holy.
If you haven't felt him yet, I invite you right now. 
Picture yourself next to the living God, seated in the person of Jesus, seated in the person of Jesus, and then lean back, and then lean back, and just breathe a man, just breathe a man, close your eyes and lean back, close your eyes and start walking. 
she he picks the woman up and says, where are your accusers? And she says, there are none. And he says, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. And Jesus was aware that she was an adulteress. He was aware of every unclean thing that was drenching her life. And he became the end of her shame. He became the end of every accusation. And she didn't get up and walk away as a dirty person trying to prove she's clean. She met the person of mercy. And tonight in my spirit, I just keep feeling Jesus say, tell my people they're clean. That every nook, every crack, every cranny, every place where you have felt dirty, every place where the accuser said, I caught you in the act. I saw you do it. It's a massive setup to lead you straight to the person of Jesus. And he is the Thank 
you for resting it on us, God. Thank you for making us one with it, God. One with you, God.
Your choice to step into the fire. Your choice to step into the fire. He wants it all. There's fire in his eyes. Your choice to step into the fire. Your choice to step into the fire. He wants it all. Your choice to respond tonight. Your choice to respond tonight. He wants it said that he was going to pour out a measure of glory and his presence greater than our capacity. And um, you know, like when people work out and they wanna build their muscles, they'll hold a greater weight at different times than they can actually really uh, practically sustain. But it'll build that muscle, it'll build that strength to be able to hold more and more. But after you kind of feel, you know, fatigued, like it just, it really burn out that muscle. And I felt like tonight he wanted to leave us in a place where he graced us with more than we actually had the capacity to carry. And at the end, we would just feel, uh, we'd be stronger and we'd be able to carry in our lives a new measure of his glory and holiness. But we'd almost feel totally burnt out on his presence, like just totally wasted (laughs) by a measure beyond what we're capable to carry. So take us in, take us in, oh, would you take us in, you can have it all, you can have it all, you can have
I feel like the Lord would say to us, don't you know how much I love you? Don't you know how much you're loved by God Almighty? Don't you know that you're adored? Don't you know you're the apple of my eye? I love you so much. Don't you see the call on your life? I'm calling you upward. I'm calling you to be holy. I'm calling you to shake off the world. I'm calling you to be holy in my sight. I'm calling you to new levels of glory you've never imagined, but you can't bring the stuff with you. I'm calling all of you. I'm calling all of your heart. I'm calling you to be the love of my life and me to be the love of your life. And everything about you, I'm calling it. I'm calling you. I'm calling you to be holy. I'm calling you to be holy. I'm calling you to be holy. You know what's in your life that is not holy. I'm calling you to drop it and run with me. Run with me to the higher place. Run with me to the higher calling. how much I love you I gave my son for you because I'm so in love with you the calling on your life is so great run with me you sons and daughters of mine who I adore but be holy be holy because I am holy
open vision of the face of Jesus. And I'm like stroking my hands on the lines on his face. And as I'm stroking my hands on the lines of his face, I can see his nose. Then I realize he's stroking my face. And then he, his heart is to have a people that are face to face with him. Not living at his feet with a bow down to shame filled heart. He said in Psalm, you will never wear that shame face again. But as we live our lives, That intimacy will melt off anything that doesn't belong in that sacred space. It will will just happen. Because when we behold ourselves in his face and live in that place that's our inheritance, then everything will change. We're to live face to face with him. Not bow down, but face to face with Jesus.
Yeah, just uh, tip your head back and close your eyes. <laughs> what a sweet, sweet spot of glory that we're in, huh? I just saw us closing your eyes, tipping your head back, lifting your heads, oh, you gates. Oh, you gateways of heaven, lift your heads. Close your eyes and lift, open the eyes of your spirit. <laughs> Peer into the dimension of the kingdom realm for a moment. And look around you as far as the eye can see the cloud of witnesses, the swarms of people to the ends of the earth. <sighs> what are they looking at? You look ahead and you can see the king. <sighs> you see the king in his glory. Lift your heads, oh, you gates, you gateways of heaven. Open the eyes of your spirit and see. Feel the wind on your face from another realm. <laughs> Feel the heat of the radiance of his glory on your cheek. Whew. Holy, 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 they say. The silence is deafening with the eruption of holy, holy, holy. For this king, this king of glory, you respond <laughs> because you would, standing in the presence of a king, wouldn't you? So just do that as a prophetic act in this moment, just respond how you would respond in the presence of the king of glory.
Yeah, if you're here and you came with a need in your body, you've got healing that you're looking for that you haven't got yet, I would, I would just put your hand up. If you've got a need, put your hand up. Hi, everyone's got their hands up. But <laughs> if you see someone around you with their hand up, I, do you, you just go lay hands on them and just start declaring healing. Because you see, when our eyes are closed and our spiritual eyes are open and in the spirit... In the kingdom, your spirit, you are whole. <laughs> you have no lack. You are not sick. So we're not just saying it because it sounds good. We're saying it because it's actually a greater truth. You are whole. You are healed. And so just declare healing. Put your hands on those. If, you, if you've got a need, put your hand up. Just begin to minister. Declare healing. Don't ask God. Declare what is already in existence. In the spirit, they're whole. We command it into the natural realm. Be whole in Jesus' name. So receive a higher way of thinking. Receive a higher way of thinking, a, a way of thinking of the Spirit, that we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Receive the mind of Christ, that we would think the way He thinks. The realities of the kingdom would be the realities of this world. <laughs> yeah, make sure you test out what you're getting for. If you're getting ministered to for something, make sure you test it out. If you're able to, try it out and see. 
If there's any difference, we celebrate any difference. I think we're going to leave the kids in and just uh, want to share just a couple things real quickly. Y'all will find your seats and we'll just stay in this same place together. feel something special going on in our midst um, earlier today just a beautiful ceremony and funeral with Julie Julie Giles and a, a rough thing but a beautiful thing when the saints go to be with the Lord last night uh, worship on the grounds and, uh, God's doing a, a wonderful thing in our midst and so just want to spend just a couple of minutes on this holiness theme. And I've been thinking about Ephesians 1 lately. And I, Paul, am under God's plan in the message version. As an apostle, a special agent of Christ Jesus. He's a special agent of Christ Jesus writing to you, faithful believers in Ephesus. And I greet you with the grace and peace poured into our lives by God our Father and the Master, Lord Jesus Christ. When I see that term, grace, to me it's tangible. It's liquid. It's like liquid gold. It's like a cascading waterfall. And the apostles are the prophets, the pastors, teachers. They're, they're grace gifts to the body. And when I see grace and peace, I, I just see, I imagine them tangibly throwing out seeds of grace for those that have eyes to see and ears to hear. 
grace and peace. Imagine a, standing under a waterfall. Grace and peace. Paul the Apostle in a prison, sending a letter, a circular letter that would go to the churches. Paul, the one who murdered the first martyr. Paul had more to, more shame than any of us in the room. He murdered the first apostle. But somehow you can read through the words, he was free, free of shame. It was gone. It was, it was so gone. You don't have to use your imagination to feel how free he was of that thing in his past. And there's a grace in the room. No one should leave under the presence of God today, what he's trying to do here. No one should leave with an ounce of shame. For if the Apostle Paul, the murder of Stephen, first martyr could say how blessed is God and what a blessing he is if we have that you can show it he's the father of our master Jesus Christ and takes us to the high places of blessing in him could you feel him taking us to higher places of blessing in him long before he laid down earth's foundations. He had us in mind. Jesus was there when the Lord was laying down. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they were together laying down the foundations. They had you in mind. They had us in mind before the foundations. And they'd settled on us as the focus of their love. Of all creation, the mountains, the earth, the trees, the lions, the tigers, the wind, the sun. They said, I'm going to make you in our image. And I'm going to settle on you before the foundation of the earth as the focus point of our love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What a pleasure he took in planning this. Have you ever planned a surprise or a gift or a vacation and no one knows about it? You just, you're just conniving. You're scheming for the good. Can you see them in heaven? They're, 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 oh, what pleasure we're taking in planning this, that we would make you the object of our love before the foundation of the earth. What would it be like to be Apostle Paul to have the revelation before anyone else? He's seeing it. Can you see how he's seeing it?
He wanted us to enter in this celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. He's lavishly given to us a son. We had a holiness problem. We were fallen. We were broken. We're sinners. Everyone. We've gone our own way. We've chosen us instead of others. But this verse in 2 Peter's grabbed my attention lately, chapter 1, 4. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, the best invitation we ever received. It reads better, for by those he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. Why? So that by them you may be partakers of his divine nature. Before the foundation of the world, he chose to put his love on you. And his desire is that we would be partakers of his divine nature. We're singing holy. Holy, holy. It's his desire. There's something in the Holy Spirit that's in every one of you that's crying out, holy, holy, holy. And before the foundation of the world, he says, I want you to be a partaker of my divine nature. Holy. Holy. Someone singing. It sounded good. Is that you, Dara? Holy. And he fixed the problem of holiness. But God had this. He can't deny himself. He can't lie. And he said, the wages of sin is death. And every time we sinned, it created death. Jesus lived a perfect life. He didn't earn a death sentence because he never sinned. And truth and mercy intersected and collided on a cross. And a dance happened where he answered his call without denying the truth there's death comes after sin but mercy said it's my desire that all would be saved they intersected at a cross and the sinless one crawled on bought himself say I'll pay the penalty because before the foundation of the world it was my plan 
my desire to set affection on you. And I'm redeeming, I'm restoring, I'm pulling you back. And it's my desire that you would be partakers of the divine nature. And on the cross, the greatest gift solved the problem. That's why we sing with extravagant passion. So he's fixing us up. And the enemy, is, he's broken the chains of sin. In Romans 6, the baptism, we've come up in newness of life, and he's broken the power of death and sin where the sons and daughters of the living God don't have to sin anymore. Where when he cries out, be holy as I am holy, where that feels impossible, it actually isn't. And the enemy, the roaring lion, is coming to try to snare the sons and daughters of God to make us less effective. so many the life is hard and the world is tough easily caught with the sins of the flesh in the world but the spirit of us is inside saying you're holy you're better than this it's not your highest calling it's not who you are You've been laid before the foundation of the world to be set apart ones, called out. And your spirit is like, I want to be holy. And we get caught in addictions and covering pain. Whatever it is, alcohol or drugs or perversion or sex or Masking pain, but inside the spirit of the living God that's within us, sealed by the Holy One, is crying, this is not who I am. Say around here, any area of my life that's not glistening with hope is under the influence of a lie. But any believer who's been caught recurrent sin is under the influence of a lie. And for some reason, we just don't believe he can solve this area or meet this need. The one caught in lust, deep down, just doesn't believe, God, if I give this to you, will you meet this need in my life? This need you actually put in my life. It's a lack of faith. It's under the influence of a lie. And all the while, inside, we're calling, holy, holy, holy. He's creating an environment where we can be transparent and open and those gather around and accountable 
chains are broken off. The power of the gospel, the power of our community and our faith in him sees us, as Dan prayed, lifting up our heads. Lifting up our heads and gazing into the one we love. We become the reflection of the one we love. And when our love becomes greater than the draw of the things of the world, they begin to fall off. In the eyes of the Holy One, and the burning in our hearts, what would he do with a room full of holy ones? What would he do with a room full who didn't have half foot in and half foot out? What would he do with ones that came and you could see the fire in their eyes? The presence of God and the call on their life is so big. They're woken up at night not to fight terrors in the night or bad dreams, but to commune with the Holy One and the one full of grace. We've been partakers of His glory. We're all on a journey together. I feel like he's pruning and melding and like Gideon. Let's take a few less. Take a few less. Give me some that'll be wholly devoted. Amen. spend some time in Ephesians 1 and Hebrews 1 tomorrow. Just let it wash over you. The grace, imagine the Holy, the Holy One preaching over you, cascading grace, the words of God just flowing over you. to end with a testimony and um, Mary Beth are you still here Kyle Mary Beth they had to go they had to go Um, I'll share it for her we shared it at Julie's funeral today so I know Many of you were there. So one of our family, Julie, passed away Friday week. She'd only been with us a year, but her impact was so deep. And a story of her on an outreach just capsulated who we are and who you are. And in it was the gospel. 
in it was us. In it, she was representing Jesus. Mary Beth led an outreach to the bluff, and maybe many of you know the bluff in East Atlanta's one of the tougher areas. It's not a place you just go. Mary Beth and Kyle wish they were here to share the story, but they 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 decided to move to the bluff to be a light. And they've got a little girl now toughest area of town. And Mary Beth's leading a, an outreach. And Julie's on her outreach. And they befriend a neighbor named Johnny May. She's 50. She's been a prostitute most of her life in the bluff. Her life is more horrific than I can imagine. We don't even want to think about some of the days in her life. And Johnny May was coming to the Lord and wanted to be baptized. And the local churches, uh, they have traditions and it's an event and it's a big deal and I imagine it's beautiful, but she needed three dresses for everything that happened. Like, what's that all about? And Julie bought her three dresses and all the stuff that goes with it. All the fixings, all the all the stuff. She went in like Jesus and radical generosity and breaking off shame, breaking off prejudice and breaking off everything we don't like. And they became friends. When she heard Julie passed away and Julie had been telling her son all about Johnny May, she began to weep and weep and weep. She just uh, just want to honor her and tribute to her. She represented Jesus well. Johnny May felt known, loved. Shame was breaking off. She felt invested in. She felt seen. She was beginning to feel holy again. Julie was the gospel that day. Julie was us that day. Julie was Jesus' body that day. Julie was heaven invading earth on a street that day.
We're like Isaiah 61 people to be oaks of righteousness, restorers of our city. That's the call on our life. Before the foundation of the world, he set his affection on you. That's who we are. That's who we are. A lot of Julie's in the room. A lot of Julie's. So, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing in our community, our church. We thank you for what you're doing in worship. We thank you for allowing us to be with Julie for a year and the mark she placed on this place. We thank you for her. We thank you for the cloud of witnesses. We thank you for heaven's gates. We thank that you've gone ahead to prepare a place for us. We thank you for the angel armies that surround and watch and encourage and go before. Release a spirit of holiness in our house. Holiness that turns away from things that we shouldn't see or look at. So whatsoever things are true and noble, Whatsoever things are admirable and excellent. Whatsoever things are praiseworthy and right and lovely. Think on these things. Think on these things. For you're called to be partakers of the divine nature. Think on these things. So we missed offering and announcements today. So there's a bucket over there. If you brought your your tithe check today, find that thing. And uh, next week, I, I, one announcement. Um, Michael Maiden will be here. And um, you don't want to miss this man. Uh, I think has been one of the most significant guests we've ever had. He... Uh, he prophesies so beautifully. He's got an apostolic prophetic gift. I'll tell you that Bill has, Johnson has 24 pastors that he invests several days a year into. And Michael Maiden, when he speaks in that group, everybody listens. You don't want to, I don't know how we'll fit everyone in if you bring a guest, but we'll, we'll just get, I like, I like sweaty church. I like close church. I like crowded church. So bring a friend, and we are going to, I'm already excited about next Saturday night. Amen? Amen. Go be the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.